back to bear with me. The Boston Bruins are 33-5-4, and, and that puts them first in fucking everything. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how you doing? I'm good. I wasn't ready. I'm no. high. We just started. Anytime you hopped right on, I pressed. Oh, my God. Didn't want to waste a second talking about this game that wasn't recorded. All right. Don't talk yet. I haven't watched the game. Just All right. So I'm I've not going to give anything away when I say game of the year. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I would say so. And I feel very good because I said it probably would be. Uh, a lot of people did. I mean, it had all the makings. Uh, you had, you know, first place Bruins coming off of their first regulation loss at home, have not lost two in a row this season, playing against n- somewhat nipping at their heels, the Toronto Maple Leafs. If anybody's nipping at their heels, it's the Leafs right now. I know Caroline isn't second yes. in the league, but in the division, which is like right now what I would consider more relevant uh you got toronto they were nine points behind the bruins before this game with and the bruins had one game in hand so now it's still a game in hand in an 11 point lead I, the bruins have 70 points they have 70 points they through. did it 13 games earlier i looked at their record last year at one point so right now the bruins are 33 5 and 4 at one point last year the bruins were 33 uh 18 and 4 <laughs> yeah and that's still a good team yeah that's, and that's still a good one team. of the better teams <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so you had all that coming on home ice. Uh, yeah. Just Saturday their first night. home game, first home game against the Leafs too. Yeah, like we've talked s- about the schedule a million times, dude. It's it's uh, strange. It's middle of January. It's the first time the Leafs are coming to Boston. Yeah, I don't. They gotta really just like hammer some of these divisional matchups a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's hockey night in Canada Saturday night. Like Garden was fucking rocking. Were you there? No, uh, oh. but I. I didn't need to be like you could just right. hear it the, and like televised correct yes they had cameras inside the garden i, I forgot stood outside that. the garden with uh with my ear pressed to the wall it, i mean it that's kind of what i did honestly <laughs> yeah that is not too far from what your experience was yeah for this game. no i i watched the game from across the street uh also on a television not with binoculars or anything i was gonna uh, say not with my x-ray goggles i got in the mail from my cereal box tops uh, but I did like I took the tea into North Station around like five thirty six, and like got uh, a little bit of the the pregame atmosphere. Uh, I against my will gave like dirty looks to Leafs fans. Like it, yeah. I, it's just well, a Leafs fan walked by and I like, gave him like an up and down. There's something. Um, what am I doing about Leafs jerseys in the area that I don't like it? The first Habs game I ever went to. Mm-hmm. And I saw people wearing Montreal jerseys in the garden. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you're allowed to do that. You're not Who supposed let, to be here. They let you in, like you are I, certainly not supposed to. Okay, be here. I got a hot take, honestly, and like right. it's not even that hot of a Hit take. It. Most people I've run this by like agree with me because it's kind of just true. Specifically, the last ten years since 2013, yeah. Bruins Toronto is way better of a rivalry than Bruins Montreal. Which You're is right. kind of which You're is right. sad because it's Bruins Montreal. Like it's never going away. But like right this this last ten years, it's it's Bruins Toronto. In no small part, do we just consistently keep knocking them out of the playoffs in seven games? Like we just like playing with them a little bit. And even in the regular season, like it, it's it's because Toronto's good. That's really all it comes down. And Montreal sucks, and Toronto's yeah. very good. And it has to do with just how popular they are in the league, and just how many headlines that they have. Like. Trying to reignite a rivalry with Montreal right now, even if they were doing better, even if they were third in the division, it just, they're not, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, they don't have the same. Uh, it's not Matthews and Marner and Tavares, yeah. and it's not the same kind of kind of thing. I would argue in the last four years, three years, probably more like three, the Montreal rivalry has all but died. It is. Yeah. I mean, we haven't played them. Well, yeah, there's nothing. We don't really play them. There's really nothing there. Like, there's no player rivalries. Like, there was there Pecan, uh, Pe- <laughs> Pecan, Pecan Subban. <laughs> <laughs> P.K. Subban and Lucic or Lucic and uh, the entire Montreal roster, honestly, now that I'm thinking patches. about it. Yeah, Patches. Um, Emily? I can't think of his name right now. Emily? Yeah. E-M-E-L-I-E. It's oh. been so long, I don't even remember them anymore. That's that's where we're at. And then, like, recent memory, like, you got Jake and Kadri. I know Kadri's not on the team anymore, but that's that was a big spark in the playoffs. Like, that was something. There's just a lot more texture to the Toronto-Boston rivalry right now. There is. And this was just an incredible game. I, did, I didn't expect game of the year stuff to come out of it, though. I mean... Like you said, there was a lot on it, and there was a lot of things that kind of pointed to like the potential for this to be an unreal game. The bees did drop their first regulation game at home. <clears throat> uh, but do we talk about that at all here? Like I, my I, all right, I have a whiteboard in front of me. You might not yeah. be able to see it. You see it here. All of this, yeah. Uh, for those who are only listening, it's about like I don't know, like a one foot by two and a half foot whiteboard. Two little lines on it are for the Kraken game. And it just says, nothing oh. doing. Uh-huh. And Maddie Beniers equals good. Yeah. Those, those are good. Those are good notes. My, uh, yeah, my, my one takeaway from that Seattle game is uh, when Bergeron goes, make a push for Maddie. That's that could be your future number one. C hundred percent in no small part to him growing up in the Boston area and idolizing and emulating his game after Bergeron. So, yeah kind of a natural fit would make a whole lot of sense. Seattle. Yeah. There was just some stupid goals in that game. And Monty, I think the bigger thing to talk about out of that game is Monty's presser. I mean, we hadn't really had an opportunity for him to have a Cassidy esque press conference and for him to say things that were a little, um, blunt blunt. Yeah. And, and just to be critical of the team in general, he hasn't really had many opportunities to do that. He hasn't needed to. So it was interesting to see what he says, what he said. And he was, he, like you said, was pretty blunt. He said that we looked lazy at times. He said that, uh, looks like a mental issue over a physical issue. Uh, I mean, our, you know, our, our legs are tired, but it looks like our minds are more guys making late passes, guys, not finding the open man, guys, not digging in the corner, uh, lazy passes, and he was right. I mean, even that stupid early goal early on that came like off of the boards and got tipped like at the goal line, you handed over possession. And that was kind of the name of the game. They they just weren't clicking. And the few moments where they did, it was, it was certainly not enough. So uh, I think you could tell pretty early in the third. I think it was like, okay, if they haven't clicked now, if they there wasn't like a miraculous Felino speech again, then this game <laughs> is probably over. Yeah, I even after the first goal, like or I should really say before the second goal, I had the feeling of like there's there's nothing really cooking here. Like even when the Bruins do struggle in the first 20 to 40 minutes, which is pretty frequent honestly. Uh e- even like when you get used to that, like you can still see like 
something to work off of. Like there, there's still like some quality play. There's still some surges, but like this Seattle game, there was just nothing, nothing cooking at all. The garden was quiet. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because nothing was going on on the ice and it just, and I before that game, I was talking about both the Seattle game and the Toronto game. And I said, they're going to lose one of these. Like I, I really felt that they were going to drop one of them. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they would get shut out. I didn't, especially in home ice. Um, however, if that is what it took for them to come out on Saturday night and play the way they did against Toronto, so be it. It is so much better to end on that than yeah. it is to, you know, if those two games were flip-flopped and, you know, you you battle back against Toronto and then you get shut out, that's a hell of a lot different than the other way around, than the way it actually went, you know. That's my favorite part about, about the loss. It's even when it was a loss, the dialogue, like the narrative of, in all of NHL media was still like, it's fucking crazy that this is the first time they've lost in regulation. There was no like, oh, they, oh it's over. There was just like, Jesus, it's still impressive. Like, it doesn't yeah, really matter. Like, I love that. I love that there it wasn't can't like even a, win. There was no crying because it's over. It was all smiling because it happened. Yeah, Thank it's like, you, oh, no, our home record now is only 19-1-3. and three. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Now it's 21-3. and three. Woo! Woo! Well, fuck that game, dude. Fuck the Kraken. I do <laughs> yeah, not honestly, care about yeah, the Kraken. Nothing, nothing we're talking about. All right, the Toronto Maple Leafs game. Omar looked good. I want to say that. I Omar know looked lost. unbelievable. He looked... I, the numbers are not going to back it up. <laughs> no, but, not, he only made 18 saves, but I, like 10 of them were the best of the year for him. Like, oh my he had at God, least what a game three, for Three, like, top 10, top five saves of the year. Yeah, but he threw his stick. So, you know, while the suspend him for the next 15 games. People are not saying that. Are you serious? What, him throwing the stick? Yeah. Oh, that is the whole narrative around. Is there really? Yeah, that's the whole thing. The Sportsnet commentators were like, how is that not a penalty? Like, I know it's just like a yard sale trying to get over, but he threw a stick. Like, it was a whole thing. Honestly, I was watching it's Steve crazy. Dangle's it's reaction. crazy. Because mm-hmm. that's my go-to video to watch whenever the Bruins beat Toronto. I love yeah. you, Dangle. I'm sorry. It's, it. really, it's just good content. And he was kind of like mocking, like, oh, no, he threw the stick. That's all we're going to be able to talk about for two weeks. Like, I was like, no, oh, no, oh, Steve. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah no, people at least like a logical like Leafs fan. So it's like he's a nice. Oh, I like him. Like, yeah. Because he's. When, when do they guy. play the Leafs again? They play uh, them in they February two... 1st and April 6th. Yeah. Two more times. Maybe. Maybe we try to. I don't know. Maybe we try to reach out to Dangle. That'd be really cool. Oh, Just that'd to, be awesome. I would to have, have a Leafs fan on here. here. If there was any Leafs fan we were going to have on here, it would it would be him. So, I was actually thinking during the game last night, I'm like, Yo, dude, I would love to meet Steve. I bet he's like a very, he seems to be a very real, down-to-earth, approachable person. That's the yeah. impression I get from him. Yeah, I mean, it takes quite a bit for me to be like, to like a Leafs fan. So. Oh, yeah. He's truly the only one I know. Because I don't know any other Leafs fans. So, like, mm-hmm. we're one for one in terms <laughs> of actually knowing them. I, I I know quite a few, and I... Sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. That's what I needed, because I'm, I'm really not a fan. It it is crazy how like something so small as like sports fandom can absolutely change like your entire perception of a human person. Yeah, it's like it's like there's something fundamentally wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. What's even worse is when they're not from the area; they just chose to follow this team. Mm -hmm. Or like if we had like a roommate who was a Yankees fan who was from Connecticut, where it's like you had the choice; you could have picked either one. You chose them. You chose them. Nerd looking motherfucker. Nerd. 
fucking he, nerd. he won't hear it. he won't hear this <laughs> <laughs> gotcha nerd i gonna, hope he does i'm gonna, um, gonna timestamp it <laughs> let's call him right now <laughs> let's call our old roommate who knows nothing about hockey and get him on our hockey podcast uh all right this game this was I'm, you know what dude i'm gonna stick on what you were saying about the sports net uh broadcast if you ever needed to settle the internal debate in your mind who is more biased is it Toronto or is it Boston? Go and listen to these two fucking calls. Listen to the intermission reports. Just any, any section of this game, any analysis, it's banana lands. Like, it, it's like the Sportsnet is, are they owned by the Leafs? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, at least they're Canadian-based, I believe, but I... I, I... <sighs> Everybody's the biased. Bruins That's the thing, too. That's Nesson. my thing, too. Every every single, like, anybody calling a game has a bias. There's no purely neutral one. Maybe, like, NBC, because, like, they don't really give a shit. But, like, even then, they probably are more biased towards larger market teams. Like, yeah. they just love the Rangers and the Bruins. Oh, my God, do they love the Rangers and the Bruins. Rivalry. <laughs> Look, I, I still think there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, the you can really... P- p- specifically look at the call about the Olmark save. This is the save where he's like moving to his left and like kind of goes like full desperation mode still makes the save, but in the process loses his stick. A lot of Bruins fans pointing out that Bergeron makes contact with Olmark stick with his own. And like, that's probably half the reason they got dislodged. I, it looked like it, there was a little too much force of the stick and a little too little force from Bergeron for that to really add up for me. Mm. But, like, I don't know. I just, like, just fucking move on. I think it was kind of made worse by the fact that the Bruins immediately scored down the ice, like, right yeah. after that oh, yeah. play. So that didn't help. But, but yeah. I mean, if uh, they this... score on that play, we're not even talking about it. So No, absolutely like, not. It's kind of a nothing there, thing. So. Yeah. yeah the, not, if you go to the... Not at all held up on it. If you go to the Leafs subreddit, all they're doing is complaining that the refs are biased towards Boston. They're like, oh, but Which what is... else is new? They can do whatever they absolutely want. Absolutely unbelievable, dude. Absolutely unbelievable. It's the best team in hockey. You lost to the best team in hockey. Be happy that you hung in there. On their like, ice. You should be patting yourselves on the back and saying, like, man, we held in there. And, like, the game was tied with a minute 16 left. That's what you should be saying. We should have won. We should win every game. We should win every game. It's not fair when we don't. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I was reading a comment and it was like talking about how cool it'd be if the Bruins played the Leafs in round two. Yeah. And it was done with this like complete, uh, not even assumption, just like it is understood as an absolute fact. There's no scenario where the Bruins are not ending this season first in the division. Because in like, and it was kind of off of that, that Toronto wouldn't be second because like, oh, well, the Toronto will probably play Tampa Bay. They'll probably be your two and your two and three. Yeah. So like if Toronto can manage to beat Tampa Bay, and then again, there was an assumption, of course, the Bruins are going to beat whatever wild card they're facing. Yeah. Um, like how cool would it be if like Toronto yeah. finally, finally crawled out of the first round and waiting for them at the next summit is just <laughs> a ear to ear grinning Boston Bruins team like hello welcome on <laughs> like, in yeah it's like the that ball's gonna be a lot worse from up here I promise like <laughs> it's like that scene in Home Alone when Marv like sticks his head in the doggy door and yeah. he like peeks up and he's met with the barrel of the BB gun right at his forehead hello goes, hello <laughs> <laughs> oh it would just be so good it's like Oh, fun. like they're looking side to side. Like, is Boston around? No, and like they, they squeak out of the first <laughs> oh, round, and then just 
oh we've we've been they're just sipping tea we've been waiting for you like Ooh, and it's dancing their way into the garden to get fucked uh that would be great dude i, I mean it, it's very very possible it's very possible yeah and again, oh. this this game alone did feel like a playoff game. That is the one thing I, I think I did actually say. What the thing I wrote is just like this could this there's this could very well be a playoff game in the middle of the season. Could have that mm-hmm. atmosphere, and it did. It sure Honestly, did, and it came right out of the gate too. Like, well, first of all, the Bruins wasted no time. Like, strong shift to start the game. Strong shift, and with it, like the first two minutes, there was that coil to Marshan pass when uh, Marshan was like right in front of Murray, and Murray saved it with a glove. That's mm-hmm. when I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be that game. Like, this will yeah. this will be it." I mean, that was dumbfounding for me, dude, because I, as that pass was coming across the slot, I said out loud, "There it is." I think everybody did a lot. I've read a lot of comments, people being like, "I was cheering before it even reached Marshan." Yeah, like up there because we're not used to that. No, absolutely not used to the offense just when they click to not be just dominant, just do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, Yeah, I did. I did for a moment think like, oh, like maybe this game is going to be something. Maybe there's going to be one of these games where like they just get stoned at the other end and they just can't break through. But more so, I thought interesting strategy to piss off Marshand early on. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. That is all I could focus on for the next like 10 minutes of ice time was how much Brad Marshand was like, fuck you, Murray. Like, yeah. Marshand and Murray have the weirdest rivalry within players, like, right now to me. Like, it just, like, Marshand speared him in the head with a helmet of them, just him, like, tripping up Murray, and then Murray flopping a lot. And then to start the game with just potential save of the year for Murray, like, Dangle said that was Murray's best save as a Leaf. Like, he was mm. losing his mind. And then, like, the next 10 minutes, anytime Martian was remotely near him, he was, like, doing everything in his power to get into a shooting lane and just rip yeah. it on Murray. Oh, I mean, God. dude, I just... I There are certain things that we talk about on this show where, like, when are people going to learn? Mm-hmm. That's got to be near the top of the list. Because number one is certainly, like, why are you leaving Pasternak open on the power play? Yes. Why are you doing that? Why are you not, like, just... Why have you not taken his stick out of his hands? And then it's uh, why are you pissing off Marshan? And like number two is why are you pissing off Marshan? Why are you That's pouring gasoline on that fire? Like oh it is my the God. wrong thing to do. It's like you might think that you like put out rat traps, dude. You're giving him rat poison, and now he's rat fucked up, <laughs> and he's mad. He, he does, there's not enough poison to kill that rat. You're just feeding him, dude, and you're making him feral. He's foaming at the mouth, and he's gonna score hockey goals on you. <laughs> He's the Rat King. Is that, is that an analogy die somewhere there along, along the way there? Um, there was there was a lot of of back and forth in this game, dude. I mean, this game, this game, I think felt like the most evenly matched thing that I've seen this yeah. year. Because like other tight games, just kind of felt like, oh, the Bruins didn't show up, then they showed up, and this okay. felt like they were they were there, they'd showed up, and they were just getting matched with a pretty even counterpart. Yeah, the Bruins definitely could have lost this game. This was not like a gimme by any means. Like the, the Toronto w- w- had it, yeah, in the way that Bruins like had it, and then gave it back to Toronto a few points in this game. But th- I think that's what makes it more. That's what makes it playoff. It's like there's no like you don't know. Like this coin could land on either side. Like this is what makes it so tense. It's like there's no like. Well, it's only a matter of time. It's like I don't know. Like this could really go either way. 
and you're and not going to know until the last too. minute of the game. Like you're like, holy, what a like, imagine if this was like even game one, how, how my anxiety would be through the roof. If this were an actual playoff game, I mean, the, <clears throat> the stories across the league would be like, this is the series of the playoffs. Like this is the I one think, to watch. Yeah. And if it ended up getting, I think, I think if it, this matchup does occur, that that will be part of the like one of the narratives going around is like yeah watch this one yeah. this is even gonna be before it. they play yeah yeah I mean honestly uh, whoever Boston plays everyone's gonna be like uh let's see what they're gonna do in the playoffs now but yeah um how about but this that? one got this one got a little a little chippy pretty early on how about that Felino Simmons fight oh long long Heavy fight oh waste. my god. Bro, they, they didn't get the weights. haymakers really going, but like they just neither of them were going to be like, all right, I'm done. Like they're like, oh, he's still going. I'm still going to keep going. Like, dude, how many career fights would you guess Nick Felino has? Am I going to be surprised? Um, I mean, well, how many seasons has he played? Probably like 15, right? At least. Oh God. Yeah, probably. I think it might be closer to 16, 17. I would say 40. I want to say 40 fights. That could be low. Okay, well, but, all right, first question then. But how many how many with the Bruins? Two, including this one. Eight. What? When the fuck has he fought? When did he eight fight eight times, times on the Bruins? Is that all? He, is that all he did last year? Probably, honestly, because he was like, "Well, I'm not scoring. I might as well do something." Like that number shocked me. So I was like, that "Okay, is very surprising." I thought I was going to be overestimating with two. So eight. Do you know how many times he's fought on the Senators? How long did he play for the Senators? Not long. Twelve. Six. All right, forty is gonna but, be way so, off. So I was like, okay, this is like later in his career. He's fought like eighty times, hasn't he, dude? With the Blue Jackets, when he was like the fucking captain of that the team, jacket, when he was the jacket, he had twenty-seven fights as a Columbus Blue Jacket. See, that's to me that's low relative to. I mean, he had. I mean, like, per he must year, have had seven be... last year with Boston alone. Like, yeah, but I mean, now he is that guy. Now his yeah, role has fair. changed. So I, I think it was more like I figured. Yeah, he was a hands guy for a bit. Yeah. I'm trying to find just a... a What's crazy to me is team. that Felino and Simmons have never fought before. That, that was their first strange. fight. That was their first fight. That's crazy. Did you see them after the fight? I saw Did Simmons give him a little pat on the Yeah, head. they were tapping yeah. each other in the helmet. Like, I love that. That's great. That's like something I think non-NHL fans or non-hockey fans like probably don't... But I want to say don't get, but like don't probably assume about fights like this is like they're not always if, if they're kind of rarely really vitriolic like they're not really like fuck you fuck you fuck you fights they're kind of just like now is a good time we do you want to go okay let's go like it makes sense it's like strategy for the whole for the whole game yeah that was like an early fight that was like in the first like five minutes i think five ten minutes i yeah, honestly I mean, don't even remember what what the what led to it it's i was just like oh they're going so simmons hits felino if i remember correctly and then as he skates away, I think Freddie kind of took a chop at him. Okay. And then Simmons kind of shoved him back and Felino like stepped back in and was like, Hey, no, this is my, I can, Hey, I got it. Like no need. I think Freddie kind of got involved for no reason. I think Freddie was looking for something kind of all night. Okay. Uh, 
if I remember correctly, yeah, he he like steps back in. He's like, no, 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 no. Like if if they're if we gotta go, like we'll go. And it, it did seem like a a shrug kind of fight. Like a sure, I guess we'll go for it. Um, but that was great, dude. Two heavyweights, two old timers, uh, two old school hockey guys in, uh, and they let him go. They let him go for yeah, a long time. I I really appreciated that because there was a few times where they justifiably could have ended that fight, and they're like. Look, it's Fleeto and Simmons. They know when to stop. Like, yeah, I think they got it. Uh, I just brought, I, I recorded the game so I could watch all of the nuances because I knew it was going to be a good one. And right before the fight, Simmons lays out Fleeto. It's like Fleeto's like kind of spinning and like already off balance, and then Simmons drops him. There might have been plenty before that, but that was right, right before the fight. Dude, did you see? Fleeto like- has fought some like <laughs> some guys who do not fight, and like some some stars of his day. Nick who? Uh, Claude Giroux. Fought, I guess he drops every now and yeah, then. Yeah, every now and Played again. the Flyers. He fought can't not Dion, fin- Dion Phaneuf. Oh, my God. I forgot about Dion Phaneuf. Talk about Bruins, Mon- uh, Bruins Toronto. That mm-hmm. fucking caveman talks like this. Braden like, Shen. Dude, he fought Tom Wilson. Did you ever hear the hot mic that caught like some commentators talking shit about Dion Phaneuf in the middle of a game? No. It's. I'll try and find it. Send it to you. It's so good. They're just making fun of his voice, basically. Like, and they're just. He's like, what a weird guy. Like, like they're just talking, just like hardcore shit about. Like, oh, what a weird a guy. Neander- he looked like a Neanderthal. Like, like it, it was the forehead. He had the Ted Danson forehead. Dude, he fought. He fought Fanuf twice. He also has fought Evgeny Malkin. Ma- what is that, Corey Perry? Corey Perry. The he fought Colin Miller back in the day. Chiller, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I, mean, I bet not it's... back in the day. That was fucking two years ago. Oh, <laughs> I every time I hear Colin Miller, I'm like, he only ever played for the Bruins. He's he disappeared after and before that. Uh, wow. This is kind of a, a tangent, but I wanted to ask you about this. Did you see yeah. the whole bunting Freddy thing? I did. I wanted to what talk about that. What the fuck is that? So what for the listeners, fuck was that yeah, my, it's Michael Bunting, right? I, I believe it's Michael Bunting. He's the guy. Yeah, it's Michael Bunting. He scored the first goal. Yeah, and he, he had a breakaway too. That Omar, I think he just shot it wide. But yeah, I, so him and Freddie were like uh, along the boards and like kind of like I think one of them hit the other and they're kind of chipping and Bunting just kicks Freddie in the back, like in the kind of in the back of the legs, almost like he's trying to kick him in the butt, but kicks him, which yep. is supposed to be an automatic major penalty. Yep. And I believe is like a suspension. I've heard nothing about it. Nothing was called. Because it's right no. as he does it, Freddie turns around and just like two hands slashes him on the leg. It's like, what the Dude, fuck are you doing? Like, he got also, him. don't fucking don't try to fight <laughs> Freddie. Like, all he wants to do is show people he can fight. Like, it's all he wants to do. Yeah, maybe that's not the guy to go after. It. No, uh, I think maybe they're not looking at it because Freddie got him so good immediately after. Like that maybe chop, yeah. that two handed chop. Watch that. But I think he gets him right on the ankle. I think he gets like good. Between shin pad and skate, because Bunting goes to skate away and like can't put weight on his left leg. He's like, oh, he like limps for a couple strides. It's like, yeah, that, bro, that's what happens. That reminds me of a Dion Phaneuf story. <laughs> there was one time where it was like him and it was like a post whistle scrum and like Krug kind of like one handed just like tap Phaneuf on the leg and Phaneuf like buckled, like his whole leg dropped. And Krug is just going after him with the ref in between and like mo- like mocking him like oh I'm falling like yeah. he like does the same motion. <laughs> yeah, I miss Krug. I miss Krug a lot. Yeah, I miss Krug. 
I'm, I'll take, I'm glad I'll that take, he's I'll not take like Chuck, a, but like, I'm glad that he's not like a fucking Norris candidate out there, though. Yeah, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, that's um, what happens when you play hockey in Missouri, dude. How worshipped would Wayne Simmons have been if he played in Boston? Oh my god, dude! dude imagine a team that had Milan Lucic and Wayne Simmons. Wow. Yeah, like I, mean, I it, that is like one of the things like I'll always regret the Bruins not having as Wayne Simmons kind of buffling too. more so Simmons because Simmons was better. But yeah, like the power forward to me, like just a and like big the man, just a third line oh fucking God. big man. And he can yeah. score. Like he can play. But like, holy shit, like I he was always, always dangerous, like in every meaning of the word in hockey. He was dangerous. Yeah, Simmons was like at the helm of a lot of the shit that was coming out of this game dude i feel like he was getting targeted kind of a bit today dude uh greer greer and forbert both like really really wanted to get at simmons there's one point like uh uh simmons like cross check felino and then forbert just like puts him in a headlock but like he's kind of behind simmons simmons is like throwing blind elbows behind him trying to hit him (laughs) in the head and then, like, it was at the end of the second period that, like, Greer and Simmons were mouthing off each other and ended up getting 10-minute misconducts for it. And Breer, yeah. uh, Greer had a good comment. He was talking to the press afterwards, and he said, he, I, I talked to uh, Simmons, and I said, you would have done the same thing. And Simmons was like, yeah, I would have, because they felt that they were taking liberties with Bergeron or something. Well, there we go. Dude, I... um, Oh, shit, what was it? Oh, the, as much as we're talking about this being a rivalry and whatever... We're also talking about like their chippiest or their, you know, their most involved guy in all of the scrum shit. And we have nothing but respect for him. We're saying like, man, I wish he was on the Bruins. Like that would have been so cool. As much as like there is a rivalry. It's like, I hate the fans so much more than I hate any player (laughs) on that team. I don't hate Austin Matthews. I don't hate Mitch Marner. Nope. Tavar, like I, Tavar, I mean, how so do you feel good. anyway about him, dude? Like, if they if they were out west, like the Leafs could be one of my favorite teams to support. But they're in the division, and they're the Leafs, and they're an original six. So I hate them. That's just how it goes. And you just hear about them all the time. Anytime you try to so watch mean, any hockey thing, tr- it's the Leafs, Toronto media. Oh my god! And the oh my god, the tweets. The like, could this be it? Does Austin even want to be here? Why like, is? Mitch Marner's girlfriend was caught wearing a Flames jersey. Does that like holy shit? That one of the biggest hockey markets in the world, and you're just chasing, number one. chasing people out of town. On just like, I don't know, dude. I don't know what word I was going to go for. I don't know what word I was going to say. It's just unappetizing. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, I do not like them. Their fans are just as bad. They're reactionary mm-hmm. and they feel like they deserve everything. Oh and you God, don't. Yeah. You really don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And I like... love, love, love that their golden boy is an American. I just <laughs> love yeah. it. I From love it. I a desert know, dog. I do not care about the nationality thing. I really don't. And I also understand like 90% of the Boston Bruins are Canadians. I don't care. It yeah. really doesn't. I just know it bothers them mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh, I know that yeah. there's a little piece of them that, that if like they did win the cup and Matthews took them there, that it would be on the backs of the greatest American to ever play. And I think I just love knowing that they would know that. <sighs> I don't think he stays there for too much longer. Do you think Matthews Con- and McDavid both come to play in the States? Ooh, 
That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a good idea of like the lay of the land right now in terms of availability and in, well, everybody's interested, but of like practicality for housing talents like them and like having the cap space. That'd be cool. That'd be so funny because it would be bad for hockey because like you get the two superstars out of like the Canadian markets. Um, I, I mean, like it's, I love when players play for the teams I grew up for, like mm-hmm. watching, grew up watching. Like in a scenario where somehow, I, I don't know how, the Coyotes land Bedard. Mm-hmm. If by, again, some miracle they get Matthews to come back, instantly one of the, instantly a top five team in the league. Instantly off of those two guys. Maybe not a cup yeah. contender because like you can't, I mean, as the Oilers have shown us, you can't win cups with two amazing talents, McDavid mm-hmm. and Dreisaitl. But that would be, holy shit, that would be entertaining. My God, I just don't even know if I can put him as a dry saddle as a top tier guy. I just I don't. want I want to run a simulation for the last five years where he played not with McDavid and see exactly. what his points total were. Like what, I just want to like, see like what are his games like where like McDavid's out? Does he ever is he ever out? I remember Oilers fans being really upset with him for a long time. He was like not like a great two way player or something. I don't know it well mm-hmm. enough, but I remember there was like a, at least a phase where they were pretty dismayed with Drysital. Yeah, but David Matthews, has what? 80s? By the way, is a yeah. UFA after next season. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was right. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think he follows the money. He strikes me as a follow the money kind of guy. Which I don't blame for. No, God, no, no. That there's that no good. animosity. Yeah, get get your money, dude. Like you're yeah, one of the you're best. That in the good, get like, your money. Yeah. McDavid has 83 points. Yeah, in how many 30s, games? 42, 42 uh, games, 41 games. Yes, about that. He has 37 goals. So we're not even halfway through, or now we're halfway through January. Unbelievable. He's too good. So dude. the bunting goal. Yeah. So the bunting goal. It happened. Uh, yeah, so that was not that trip off Mac. It was in the power play. There was like a tripping hall in McAvoy, which I already kind of forget about. Um, yeah, I thought so. Again, goal that came from right in front of the net. Yeah, this was a really honestly, I watched it a few times. It's a good play by Tavares. The setup is really good. Um, uh, because Carlo is down breaking up the pass, stick on the ice, and Tavares just like is really patient and outweights him and gets a better angle nearly behind the net. And feeds mm-hmm. it to Bunting. And if you watch Bunting setting up that play, it's kind of cool because he has um, Forbert like right on him. And as they're mm-hmm. coming up to the net, he just shoves Forbert like a big shove, gets him off, and like Forbert goes into the net almost. Yeah, and he, he creates up. He creates a lot of space for himself there. He, he does. Kind of almost it, getting away with. Yeah, like that's. I mean, why I are the refs always on Toronto's side? Unbelievable. Why are we always getting screwed? Blase Montreal. Uh, yeah, but then no. the McAvoy was uh, not McAvoy. Marchand was a little not quick enough on the back check. He wasn't dragging his feet, but it was just a very bang bang play. Yeah. And then honestly, I was like, okay, that's one goal. I'm not that worried about it. Like especially like wasn't even Marshy's. Wasn't even Marshy's guy. Marshy's no, it wasn't. Marshy's like that's the thing the too. Like he's just getting involved and whatever. And I, I would have been just the, the effort later. that he's there. Yeah, he lost yeah. his lid in the process. But after that, that was like right around where that that Olmark play happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that. which one? <laughs> Fair. Which the one where he, the one where he did or did not throw his stick. Yeah, I don't believe he did. When was Zaka's 
empty net miss? Uh, that was in the third. Oh, okay. I that was uh, they were still up in the third. I think that was before the tying goal. Okay. How fucking funny is it that that happened? And then later after that game, they're like, hey, we extended them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it didn't cost. It would have been so much funnier if it like genuinely cost them the game. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I don't think they would have announced it then. They're like, we're going to we're going to give it a day. Uh, I wonder how many of those they have in the chamber that just don't leak. I'm amazed that they're able to do that. Like, just like have all of that already, like ready to rock without anybody talking about it. Like that they can break that news on their own. Yeah, that it doesn't get leaked at all. Nobody had that. Not that it's like, you know, the biggest free agent or the biggest extension. I mean, like it, it's just something, but it's just weird. The team, yeah, tweeted that after the game. Oh, and how they keep any secret, honestly, is beyond me. Like the amount of people that like have that information and manage to keep it like so close to the chest is incredible to me. Yeah, what was that? Weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's weird. Tying goal, though. Yeah, so this, <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of funny. So we were talking about how Marchand gets stoned by Murray and then just, like, puts on, like, three or four shots on goal in the next, like, five minutes. And then he's like, all right, fuck it, this isn't working. So he's like, I'm just going to be an assist machine this game instead. <sighs> and then just finds Bergeron in front. Like, nobody's on Bergeron. Nobody's looking at him well enough. Opened up the stick. Tape to tape pass over this is just such a perfect example of chemistry, like long-standing chemistry. No conversation needs to happen between these two guys. There's just an awareness of where they are, where they're going to be. I mean, it's not the, not the most complex play in the world, but it's it just didn't need to be, it did not need it, to be. It was a and giveaway too. It was. And then like the, the point after the Bergie oh. looking over Martian, you, I love that so much. I was actually looking to make you. a gift of that. It's so good. Just like an emphatic, like, yeah, that was all you. I was merely, I was just standing yeah. still. I was a cardboard cutout on that one. Like, and <laughs> it's funny because not only did he have Bergeron like all alone, there was Posternak and there was three Leafs players who had their back to Posternak, who was in the high slot. So, like, even if they managed to take away that pass, like, you know, that Martian would have the vision to find Posternak and just. And, he would not have fucking missed. That I kind of wish it just that, wouldn't have been like. I kind of wish Marsh or Bergie did just throw it back, collect it, and throw it back on his backhand. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of those. Like well, where a guy like passes with an up open and, net, like in the crease. Like, yeah, I'm gonna just. It's like when not? someone's like on a three and zero, and they like have like a clean shot, and they just drop pass it to nobody. I'm like, <sighs> I love when that happens, but then it works because then it's like you just got so lucky like that you i'm not even gonna give you credit for it like my dad freaks out about neutral zone drop passes my dad would rather you play the game on your knees than a neutral zone drop pass it sends him screaming into a tirade we could be watching sharks avalanche on a wednesday night oh how did he survive last season because that was their only approach to the power play Mm-hmm. was to just break into the blue line and drop it back or even like approach the blue line and drop it back. And it never worked because they went like 5,900 straight power plays without scoring. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's what he would say. He would just sit there and bite his lip and go, I hate that. I hate that. 
That's me when players make moves, lateral moves on the blue line when they're entering the zone. I hate that so fucking much. Just get in. Get one foot further and then do it. Mm-hmm. Krejci is a big culprit of that. Like Krejci is so such an interesting specimen because he has such a crazy high hockey IQ, but I also feel like his confidence goes from like really high to really low. I feel there, like he's coming out. He's just like, I am like, I can do whatever I want. Like, I don't care. Tell you what, there's no guy I'd rather have the puck in like a, you've been stuck in your own zone for two minutes mm-hmm. and you need to clean out. There's no guy I'd rather get the puck than crazy. Yeah, that's a good Because he's so good at finding and just creating space. Like, just like, it's it, just like a little side move or whatever, cut back, like mm-hmm. a little clean back. And he's so, so good at that. No, no, he is. He is. Um, at, at this point, I was watching the Sportsnet recap. Yeah. And right after the Bergeron goal, you can hear them saying, is there a bad stat for the Bruins anywhere? No, no, there isn't. Oh, it's no. It's so you know what you don't have to do. Pump my tires. What don't you you know what you don't have to do is go looking for one. (laughs) If you're the sports net, you don't have to paint the other team as the enemy. It can just be the game. They can just be good. They can just be the best team in hockey in a very, 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 very long time. Like, I get what they're saying. I get they're like, man, is there anything wrong with this team? Yeah, I mean, but I also know that's probably from a place of them being like, oh, we got to We find trust it. us. We, we were know. looking for it. Exactly. Like, they're exactly. only fourth in the power play this year. Oh. <laughs> Dude, Edmonton's power play is at 31.3%. They've had the more opportunities than anybody else do. They've had 160 opportunities, and they're at over 31% conversion. I mean, that's McDavid putting up 83 points halfway through the season, but yeah. yeah. Um, that's just obnoxious. Does he play the whole power play? He must. It's like the Ovechkin. Like, doesn't even look he, It doesn't even look like he's putting an effort when he's skating. He's just like, I don't know. It looks like someone's just pulling him on a string. Like, oh, oh there was. <laughs> oh, fuck, I hate that you're right. I, there's a play in this game, and I'm going to make a clip of it right after this because I, mm-hmm. I even just to send to you, it's Grizzly skating to negate an icing. And there it the is. Way, you the, it. It's, it's not even that he's slow. It's just the way his arms are just like, yes, like they're like windmilling. Like, I'm like, dude, like you, you skate that way. Like, that's what it's like NHL mood walking, dude. He looks <laughs> it like does. His skates are making no traction on the ice at all. It looks all. like he's skating sarcastically. Like, <laughs> like that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah, here I come. Like, oh, 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 yeah, I'm really trying. <laughs> and I, I, I made a note like on my a phone. I was animation. like, all right. Third period, eight minute, 20 seconds. Grizzly, like, I'll make the clip. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm so glad you finally saw it. Here's our, that's a promo. There you go. That's a promo. There we go. I'm so uh, glad. I, and I was like, mm. but it was it like, <laughs> damn it, Chris, don't make me wrong. Like, oh my God. Yes. My, my man can't move. Whatever. He tries. Whatever. Like, <laughs> he tries. God bless him. Or maybe he's not trying. Maybe he is skating sarcastically, but yeah. All right. This point, game is 1 1. You got Ekbal who yeah. just wrong foots Olmark. Yeah. Like, that was like a, oh, that is the most. He probably wants that back goal, I think, that has been scored against Allmark this year. Yeah, I mean... And it wasn't even that bad. Like, <laughs> like the other kind of shot. Like The other one that sticks out, was it... Was this even Allmark? Did Allmark play the Ducks? No. 
No? Okay, no. I was just thinking of the Zegris goal, but yeah, no, I mean, they went we were talking about the heat map of where you know, Omar has allowed goals from. This one is all alone. Oh, yeah, that's just, just... Nothing else has come from there, especially clean. Like you said, just wrong-footed him and just yeah. saw a gap, and I don't think that Omar was like... I mean, I, you can pretty tell, it's pretty evident that Omar was not expecting it and just caught him. That was a Dougie Hamilton so not him. 2014 goal. <laughs> Just like, oh, he just cut in and just ripped one right in front of a defenseman and it went in. Like, he, Carlo was like basically like giving him a kiss. Like, he was like right in front of him when he took that shot. Yeah. I mean, having a one on two and both of your defensemen are just backing up and just, yeah, they, they were both right on him too. There was not a lot of room there. It's just strange to, I don't know, to not engage is, is odd there to just like let him have the room and just like keep playing back as if there's like some chance of a rush like you're one on two just collapse take the puck and the play yeah so something stupid like that doesn't happen yeah but, that one stung a little bit for me like wasn't shook but i was like oh eh. it's that's one of those ones that like you just hope that there's something it's like this is not off sides or something yeah you can't like, oh, give that one back that counts what yeah the fuck i'm uh, a big i'm a big does that actually count guy I'll, yeah, I'll you wait. text me that all the time. Like, you're like, like have, every other goal, you're like, I think that was offsides. I'm like, we're an intermission. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I wait, they're gonna call that one back. I am a <laughs> big like the, time denial guy. I I really wish I remember what it was, but there years ago there was like some conspiracy, and I think it involved the Bruins. Someone was like, it was like this was like literally a week after the game ended, mm-hmm. and people were like. No, I'm. I'm. I heard that they they have to replay the third period because like something happened and like it doesn't it doesn't count. I'm like that's just like Trump voter fraud. That's all that is. That's the like pie in the sky. Like no, it's not over. We still win. Like what's count. gonna happen? Fair. Is, like what's gonna happen is in mid September they're gonna take the cup back. And they're gonna actually give it to the Bruins. They're gonna reveal the cup, and it's just gonna have the Bruins 2022 Stanley Cup playoff champions engraved on it. Yeah, everybody get ready for the parade, and they like get the day ready, and then like five thousand people actually show JFK up. JFK Junior's there, uh, and then like the <laughs> Daily Show has like a on a man on the street where they're Jordan like, Clepper's what are you there here for. <laughs> Jordan Clepper's there to make people look bad, and like yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. talking politics. Bear with me. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> so the game is tied one one for like three minutes, dude. No, it's two one. Then it's and then the game was two one. The game was for not like, tied two one for like three minutes. And then there, Timmons, Leafs defenseman, was like, "I have an idea. I'll, I'm going to make a blind three sixty no scope pass across the blue line with two different Bruins players in my way." <laughs> And by the way, those players are Brad Marchand and David Pasternak. Who are good players. I, I think they missed that in the scouting report. Mm-hmm. I this is I really, really love this for Pasta because he got a stick right in the way. It wasn't like very cryptic. It's like even I was like, I think he's going to try to make a D to D pass. Oh, okay. He shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But it, like still great stick position. Got it right out in front of him. Not in a way that it was too far in front. Like had plenty of time to collect it and control it. And honestly, uh, Morgan Riley, like he got on his horse. Like I thought that was gonna be a very clean two on O, but Riley like took away the pass. Not that it mattered ultimately, <laughs> but 
if you look at Pasternak when he takes this shot, like he's like looking right at Brad Marchand. I know. Like everything, bro. everything in his body language is saying, I'm going to pass this puck. And then it just goes on net instead. That's the big thing with Pasta this year that's brand new is his release points being fucking anywhere. Yeah. You have no idea where that puck is going. His release time being quicker than ever. And his like body language around his release is just unnoticeable. Like in that, if you freeze frame, like the moment before that shot starts, you know, like the, the exact last frame before his stick is in motion forward, nothing tells you he's about to shoot nothing. His weight is not on his, on his shooting side. He's like relaxed, sitting back. His body, his chest is open. He's looking across the ice. And then the puck's in the back of the net. There, it's He has become so dangerous with, with, with his release, dude, because for so long he was the dipsy doodle guy. He was the going to spin a Rama guy, going to try a silly little thing on you guy. And then, you know, he was the one-timer guy. And now it's like, if you have me with the puck in the zone, dude, you better be ready for me to shoot this at any given second, you know, to fit this puck into a postage stamp. It was like the trick plays in the backyard sports video games. Mm -hmm. Like we could hit a ground ball and it went underground (laughs) or like, I'm just as confused as the quarterback. (laughs) Disappeared only to reappear way downfield. It's just like like he takes a shot and it just like, it's like he shoots a decoy puck and like you're following that and it's like, oh no, the real one's behind you already. I'm, I'm sorry to say. The real one's behind you already. Uh honest dude loves shooting five hole too. That, that, that that's, that's new too. He not even no, that's not even new. Like he's always loved it five hole. There was years ago, I think it was against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Maybe, no, Philadelphia, I think. And he <laughs> 15 feet out, like not a defenseman or player around him whatsoever. And he like fully, fully leaned into a one time and it never left the ice. Like it was like that, like only like huge, like leg spread, like diving right to left or left to right. Mm-hmm. And it just never even left the ice, went right underneath him, wasn't even close. And I'm like, that's such a disrespectful way to score a goal. Like, <laughs> like you look like you're going to like it. shoot it through the back of the top of the net and it never leaves the ice. Gotcha. I almost didn't even look like he did it on purpose, but uh, dude, he he can sneak a five hole better than anybody. He's just uh, the purest goal scorer He's I've so ever good. seen on the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I mean he is. I I, I don't even think you can. I, I think as long if he plays his whole career in Boston, he could break the goal record. I think. I don't know the stats well enough to see like if he's on pace or whatever, but it just feels like that's correct. He has more than fucking Bobby Orr. What are we talking about? Like, how is that? Isn't he third? So Johnny Busick leads the Bruins goals with 545. Oh my god, he could beat that. Oh my god. Yeah, and Pasternak has a career of 273. So he's exactly halfway to that point. We actually talked about this, I think, once. Um so seven more years in Boston, basically. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't think is unrealistic. Seven more years of this pace. Yeah. Yeah. And that includes a shortened season. Yep. Which so. he still almost scored 48. <laughs> <laughs> or he did score 48. Um, another observation I had this game is Hit Olmark me. is so good at playing aggressive. Like it's so 
it's always the right amount. It's never like, oh shit, he's just flailing around. It's like if he's coming out of his net, like he, I, I don't think he, I've seen him let up a goal by being too aggressive. No, I don't think so either. Like that's the play where like he threw the stick. Like he came right way out. Like like it's there was even a, a save before that I believe, where like if he's coming out of the crease, it's like he's gonna make the save or at least so far has. Yeah, and it's so cool to watch. <laughs> like it's so nice because like that's not really what Tuca's style was. Tuca was a lot more positional and like with mm-hmm. occasional Thomas flashes, and Olmark is like Olmark's kind of just his own thing. I don't even really I have a strong comparison to either. Thomas or Tuca, but oh, Mark man, has dude. Mike Smith in him, bro. I think we've said that before. That's yeah. Uh, he's like Mike Smith. If Mike Smith were good, like <laughs> Mike Smith had a stretch. Yeah, I, I, he's all right. He hurt me when I was a Coyotes fan, or when I was a bigger Coyotes <laughs> fan for a while. He just he was a uh, double-edged sword, very much so. His time, his time came. Yeah. Okay, and then here is the save by Omark. Yeah. Holy God, shit! What? <laughs> All right, <laughs> so like, you, got, shit. you got the pass coming across, which before the save even happens, you got Hall breaking it up cleanly. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really good play by Taylor Hall there. Like, kind of like going under the radar because of how good the following save is. But the puck still comes to the Leafs player, and he takes a shot, and it's off the ice. And Olmark falling down, leaning over the post, just raises his blocker hand well enough off the ice and just stops it. And in full speed, like that is, I, I couldn't even understand what happened the first time. Like when I watched it live, I didn't, I knew it was the save and I was like, oh, cool. And then they showed the replay and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you do that? Like, that's yeah, almost, like, you're telling me he just went left to right to left to right. And oh my God, he's so good. Caught it in his bare hand. That's when I knew we were going to win. I'll say that's why I was like, no, you don't, you don't do that and then lose. You just don't. I mean, that would have been. That would have been something. Yeah. I that's mean, just, tied, just not how it works. Kept the game tied. Like, can't hate that at all. And then it, not too long after that was the Greer goal, which good for him. Very good for Greer. Um, I thought he looked really, this was a very good type of game for him. Very intense cutthroat. Yeah, he was trying that's, to get, a, get involved too, dude. Him and Freddie were both trying to get, get their hands dirty, which I dude, this is going to be an unbelievable playoff team in terms of like physicality and grit. And I mean, in every metric, goaltending, offensive talent, defensive talent, but then again, really just like the physical nature of the playoffs. we got a lot of guys who are going to play really, really well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, but yeah, Greer's good shot. Also went five hole on like a, a wicked screen. Like, I don't think uh, Murray saw this whatsoever, or at least like not well enough, apparently. Um, but yeah, they're like taking back the league three two, and then mm-hmm. Austin Matthews. Okay, holy this shit! The, this is the example. If you want to talk sh- shit about Jack Edwards, first of all, more power to you. Enjoy being stupid. Second of all, <laughs> you can't say that Jack is like a sickening homer. He's a homer, but like you can't make it out to be this like he doesn't dump on other teams. He's he doesn't looking for bad stats. <laughs> he's not looking for bad stats. He doesn't downplay other players' performances. Go watch the Nesson broadcast of this goal. Jack Edwards lost his mind at Austin Matthews roofing this puck. Understandably so. And understandably so. It was an amazing goal. 
as and that's how you should react to that. I don't know. Whenever I hear other broadcasters, I'm always thinking that. Like, why are you? You can't get amped up about a, another team. I think that they do it better than anybody else. Yeah, I'm listening to it now. It's and he roofs the puck over Omar. What a shot! And then breaks. What a shift! Three, three. Yeah, that was honestly, and that Selly was cold. I wasn't even mad. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's just such a good goal. Yeah, like that's a poster. But you can see David Pasternak making that Selly at Scotiabank after tying the game late. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't think Boston liked that one. I'm like, I don't think they like that the game is tied. I think that's really their big <laughs> issue here. Like, yeah, I don't think it wasn't they're... that bad. It wasn't that obscene. He kind of just gave the like, eh, eh, like, are you not almost like the are you not entertained look? Yeah. And when you're awesome, Matthews, new score goes like that, like, go for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> not there's five guys in the league who can pull shit off like that on a regular basis. Like, he, the way he just got underneath that puck and it, he shot it like at a 90 degree angle, like, unbelievable. Yeah, he's the but my note for that is Matthews is nuts. Like he is, a, he is. I honestly, mean, what more can you say about it? And do you were the play that that led to them being in the zone. He like took a baseball swing, mm-hmm. like yeah. it was up in the air, and he was like maybe like halfway between their own uh, blue line and the net, and it landed on the opposite side of the rink. Like that was a full swing. Yeah, that was a great play. And oh, Jack my. was like showing that he has some baseball talent. <laughs> His father was a train enthusiast. <laughs> Do you, how did you feel uh, when this game was tied? What what was your vibe? I'm spoiled, bro. I'm spoiled. No, so no I just is. think I wonder how they're going to win. Yeah. And like yeah, but... the Ford F150 final 5 kicked off. Ford F150 final 5. Thank you. And I thought when are they going to score? Anytime now. <laughs> Anytime now. Like I I didn't even like jump up and like get amped. I was like, yeah, they when Jack was yelling about the the Grizzly goal, I was like, "Dude, yeah, yeah." Why, why you sound so surprised? Like, like, Jack, this is what happens, baby. Welcome to the peas, dude. Right after Matthews scored, the Bruins were like, "Hey, no," and they just like oh. controlled the puck for the rest of the game. Like, I don't think yeah. Toronto had a significant chance for the rest. The of game the was game. over, bro. There was like a minute of ozone time, and like. More than ever this season, I knew they were going to score. I knew it. And I was just like waiting, oh, which of these shots is it gonna mm-hmm. be? And the and the one so Grizzly scores, obviously, but that hall shot, the one that like bounces off the corner boards and just goes right up to yeah. him. I didn't even see who was coming in. Like it's one of those, like, you know, there's a guy there and they're yep. their bruins are about to get it. I'm like, there it is. That's it. <laughs> like as it's so, coming up the wall. Gonna, oh, <laughs> Like that could have been anybody, and that would have been like there a significantly high scoring chance. Like, and just there was like a, the littlest dip if you look in that shot like right at the end. But that was a beat. Like he beat him cleanly. Like that was like it just missed Murray's glove. Good for Grizz. Great game for Grizz. I think he's he's heating back up. He had a couple. He's had a couple good games recently. Oh, the call on that was great. He scores. Like, one sixteen remaining, and like the garden exploded. It did like all the guys who were at the garden, like all your reporters and like Razor. They're like the garden was just electric, which yeah. is the word that Greer used to describe Bruins hockey. Which yes, dude, the garden. I mean, yeah, from all accounts, that that was playoff hockey. We yeah. got we got a perfect little preview, perfect little mid season preview of what's waiting for us at the end of the year. Um. Oh. 
You know what was strange? Also heard what? Oh no, you go first. Uh, also heard that Austin Matthews came over to the outside the bees locker room after the game last night and was yucking it up with some guys specifically yeah. pasta. I guess him and pasta are, okay. are buddies. I can see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they kind of occupy a similar space in the hockey world right now. Like the young and they're like 25 and 26, mm-hmm. like just the superstars. Like it's them. Like, yeah. In terms of like, I mean, <laughs> and I guess McDavid, but who, yeah, who, else? who never heard of him? Who, who wants Those to go to two, Edmonton? Two best players in the world. <laughs> just him. Uh, but that's cool. I mean, I, I I think they were like talking even at like warm ups too. Like so, yeah, they they must be friends. But Matthew seems like a cool guy. Like I like I got like you said earlier, I got nothing against Matthews. I really don't. Like mm-hmm. we'll see. Like if they face him in the playoffs and he gives me a reason, but no, like I I got nothing against him. I really have nothing against anyone on this Leafs roster. Like I love Tavares. Tavares is like one mm-hmm. of I think the most underrated players to play it in the NHL in the last like ten to fifteen years. He's so much younger than I thought. He's old now, yeah. but like when I got into hockey, I thought he was an old man. He was like twenty five. Like because he acts like it. Yeah, he just, he just has the brains of a guy who's been playing hockey for a century. Like, yeah, that's the thing. He also, I don't know. He's a, he's just a just a boring fella. He's whatever. But I mean, I don't I don't hate him. I don't hate anybody on that team. I mean, unless I'm really forgetting somebody, I didn't really like bunting, kicking Freddie. That, no, that that was weird. Like I don't get that around. at all. Oh, you know like, who I don't like is Matt Murray. I don't like Matt Murray. Oh, that's fair. Honestly, yeah, he we talked about it. He just dives a lot. And honestly, I don't I love Morgan you were Riley. Just, dude. I thought you were just saying like he could just die. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't he, care for him. He I, could just die. I don't like I don't dislike anybody on this roster except for Matt Murray. He can fucking choke. <laughs> <laughs> he could eat no. rocks. Dude, like Tavares, Wayne Simmons, William Nylander, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Like, yeah, that's a good fucking lineup. Like, well, they should be better. Like, not that they're not third in the league right now, but like, no, I don't. I don't have anything really against them other than Murray. Murray can, <laughs> Murray can fucking die. No, I don't mean that. That's mean. I don't mean that. <laughs> I like him. I just think he. I mean, I like him as a fucking human. I just don't like him as a <laughs> player. I think he's a little bit of a dork and a goober. And I think of him winning the cup with. Um, you know, him like superseding Flower, which I didn't like. And then didn't it wasn't it him and um Flower in 2013 that the Bruins just no, no, that was uh, uh began with a V. I don't, I don't remember. remember, but I don't remember that either. Uh, no, it was like, like 2018. Okay, the pens. Uh, that's another rivalry took over Flower, and he he just looked like a little kid. I don't know, it was just one of those you didn't earn it things, but whatever. I'm just, I'm just a ass uh marshy <laughs> marshy said something to uh to matthews and he was leaving the locker room um, like nice or mean just just marshy just so mean said, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh asked him if he's uh bringing bieber when he comes back in april <laughs> <laughs> that's not even like mean or nice it's just like what <laughs> like makes you think because well, because they're friends. I know, I know. Yeah. That's like Bieber will like comment underneath his shit, and like, but there's like the famous like Bieber like posted being like, like God, please like help like the Leafs in Game Seven, and Justin and David Postner commented, "Not today, Justin." Like, <laughs> dude, um, I, I just love that because it's like, it's is it an insult? Are you ragging on me for being friends with Justin Bieber, or are you actually asking? No, that, you know what I mean. It's just all Martian does is he just says shit that makes you 
take pause. Yeah. Which on the ice, that is deadly. Yeah. Or like his chirping to be like, wait, what? Like, which is why I'm convinced that year in, year out, or at least a couple times when the NHLPA vote went out and there's a category for the best trash talker and the worst trash talker, Marshan won both, which might be the ambiguity of the question. Like, do you mean like worst as in it says the worst things or is just the worst at it? Mm-hmm. But like he won both the best trash talker and the worst trash talker. That's great. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that question could be asking. Yeah, I, I I don't either. But I like to think of it as like he's so good at getting under your skin, but he does it in a way that's so bad that it's like inherently confusing. You're like, yeah, what? I, it's I like Sean thinking... Thornton calling someone a milk drinker. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about the Bieber question, and it wasn't even asked to me. Yeah, right. It's like I it's love just, that he just is like under your skin, yeah. even when it doesn't matter. Like, it's like, oh, what's up, man? Hey, you bringing Bieber when you come back? <laughs> See ya, <laughs> you fucking nerd. You know a superstar. <laughs> it's like it because it, it it's not quite him going like, oh, are you gonna bring your your little teeny bopper friend when you come back? Yeah, it's you almost know, like it just be an earnest question, like, "Oh, are you gonna yeah. is are you gonna bring him? That'd be cool." But, but now, but now you're thinking about it. Yeah, right. And now you're like, "Do love I want to bring him?" I love it. Would so it be much. embarrassing if I brought him and then we lost? And he, I will say this: Austin said yes. So, oh, and that's kind of cool. So uh, uh, maybe Jay Beebs will be in town. Joe, I got bad news. What? Lindholm does not lead the league in plus minus anymore. He's tied in second with. I forget behind three guys. Perfect. Joe Pavelski. Oh, Adam Larson of Seattle and Ryan Graves of New Jersey all have a plus 30. Hi. And then uh, Lynn home is at a uh, merely plus 28. Dude, the, the plus minus on the rosters right now for the Bruins are nuts. Okay. I'm going to run. Well, their goal kinda... differential is. Insane. I know that it's, it's, it, yeah, it's the best in the league for a fucking reason. Um, but listen to this. I'll go through it kind of quickly. Cause there's a lot. Lindholm is a plus 28. Carlo is a plus 22. Grizzlick is a plus 22. Pasta is a plus 20. Bergeron's a plus 18. Freddie is a plus 17. Coyle, DeBrus, and Marshan are all plus 15. McAvoy is a 13. Felino's 11. And Zaka's 10. And the rest are single digits. There is no regular on this roster other than Craig Smith that is a minus. Wow. Craig Smith is a minus one. Brandon Carlo and Matt Grizzly has a plus 22 is shocking to me. It's crazy. And they're not even bad, but like, that's just a wild, wild duo to be a plus 22. Pasternak's at 59 Um, points. He's going to hit 50. I I think he's going to hit 50 by the end of February. I think (laughs) that that, I'm not kidding. Like it's really possible. Like throw in like one hat trick between now and the end of February. And like just like sprinklings of goals, and he's going to be tickling fifty goals by the end of February. Just tickling him. I mean, it just—it's just not impossible. If he has another stretch like he did on the West Coast, like seven goals in three games. Yeah, he's really running away with the. He's points really capable of this doing year. that. Like he has fifty-nine points, and the next on the team is Marchand with thirty-eight. Dude, I'll tell you what, like, not in a way that, like, we're losing because of it. I really miss DeBrusque. I really, I do too. really miss watching DeBrusque play more than I thought I would. When it happened, I was like, oh, it sucks, but, you know. But, like, what, we're two games? Just what he means to the team. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's just, he's so fun to watch. He's a fun guy. He's, like, the young and gun fits in so well with this roster. 
And like people were pointing like in the Seattle game, like he could have like it's so easy to point to the one guy you're missing being like, oh, we don't have him. That's why we lost. Mm -hmm. But like he really that's the guy who's a difference maker, like just one offensive rush, like one goal, like one good play. And that you're like, you're little you're right back in it. Like, yeah. Uh, Also, uh, what was weird to me is that before this game against the Leafs, Montgomery said that morning that Nosek would be taking faceoffs. He has not taken a faceoff since December 27th. Um, he missed two games in that time. They've moved him from center to wing, so we wouldn't take faceoffs. And honestly, I was just kind of cruising through the stats for the last like five or six games. And the fourth line just doesn't take any faceoffs like at all anymore. They take like two a game. Hmm. Um, <laughs> also, really quickly, last night at the end of the game, there was a, a defensive zone faceoff for the Bruins with like two minutes remaining, and Montgomery put out. Uh, Bergeron, Coyle, and Krejci. He had oh. three. He had three centers. I'm guessing yes, this, if yes, one yes, of them yes, got tossed, you just put in one of your other like yeah. top tiered centers. Like, uh, but yeah, but so he said Nosek would be taking faceoffs, and he didn't take a single one. That's interesting. I don't know yeah. what I don't know what that's about. Yeah, he he played eight eighteen. Uh, he had a block, mm-hmm. a hit, a shot, and an assist. So he had a good game, especially in eight minutes to do all that in eight minutes. That's not bad. No, but it's getting kind of concerning for me. Like, it's like, what's going one? What's going on mm-hmm. that it's not so bad that he can't he doesn't need to get pulled from the lineup for more than those two games, but bad enough where he can't even take face offs, which he's number two on the team. He's 50. He was at 58.3 percent. He's third. If you include Coppinen, who was at like 72 percent in his one game. Yeah. Um, and also Coppinen getting sent down was a little surprising. I kind of wanted to see a little more of him. I liked what mm-hmm. I saw. Um. I, I, certainly I, weird. It's yeah. a lot going on right now. It really is. Like there's a honest, lot to keep track of in the Bruins world right now. I, I was like exhausted when this game ended. I'm like, there's so much shit to talk about. Like there's some games yeah. where like the, all the intensity boils down to like five minutes of play. But like this was just such a rich game. And there's so much going on off the ice. Like you said, like we we are just now mentioning the Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. You know. It's... Oh, also Pavel Zak extended four years. Like, oh, yeah. They just like, <laughs> like right after the game, they're like, also, Zaka's sticking around for four more years. Uh, I think it's a little expensive. I think 4.75 is a little high. I think I, yeah. he's a 40, 50 point guy. He's probably going to be your your 2C next year. Yeah. 1C is probably going to be Charlie Coyle, I think. Unless they make a move that like I'm just like, I don't have the presence to see. Um, the money doesn't really point to them making a big. I don't know how they're going I to. I don't know if you saw, but like. We have 14 million cap space, and, and that's 11 with, of it's presumably going to go to pasta oh, 100%. And then that's with no Krejci and no Bergeron and no Clifton and no Smith and no Frederick and no Swayman. They got all they are going to have to do some maneuvering this offseason. We're going to lose a lot of guys. I think half the roster is gone. Like, yeah, enjoy every minute of this year. This we're, is a great soft year. rebuild after this year. Yeah, dude, this is dude. not this is not the beginning of a dynasty. This is the last dance, and we are enjoying every fucking minute of it before it crumbles which it ultimately kind of will for a little bit i will say i do think that when we do hit the rebuild it's not going to be ground floor like we're going to be like halfway there already i mean you're gonna have pasta and bergeron i mean pasta and martian pasta martian mcavoy lindholm right swayman swayman Olmark. Olmark. you got guys like you're not you're they're gonna be right back to that like they're probably going to make the playoffs. It'll be a little close, but they'll probably make the playoffs. And then you kind of just like go with the mindset of, hey, anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. year, it's like 
runaway freight train get the fuck out of the way like keep so dominating keep running a little, people over a little right. different. do you have any final thoughts i gotta get going here in a minute i love linus olmark's goalie gear for the winter classic getup, and i love I love love the winter classic jerseys make those the home jerseys make the Pooh bears the away jerseys and i'll be happy just kidding I, i'm excited for the new jerseys they might be sporting next year but that's it. Awesome game. Oh, the, oh, the, the the bees. Like the 80s. You know about that? You know that they're bringing those back? That's how I you don't know? I don't you mentioned it. Yeah, no. I'm I yet just, to be I an insider. I didn't I didn't get a scoop or anything. They just Yeah, it looks like the like the early 90s. Uh, give me give Cam me a couple Neely months era. and I'm going to be the I'll be the insider, all right? I'm not I'm not insider I hardly know her. All right. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Rob. <laughs> thanks so to, much for joining me. And I can't wait to play Tortorella on Monday. I'm going to horse, on horse, horse, horse. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And horse. follow us on Twitter. Follow us. That's the only place we are. Follow us on Twitter and follow me and Rob. And and, horse uh, with me. No, bear, 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 bear with horse. Horse with bear. With do, you want, me. do you want one more shot of it? Horse. <laughs>